0: Hello everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Opera After Dark.
1: We are
0: oh, such a
1: love alien. Is it finally we
2: happening? Oh no. My word is true. Hi folks. Uh-oh. Um, so if anybody listens to I guess it was two weeks ago, mm-hmm. we did an episode talking about Bohem versus Rent. And today, we didn't tell Kyle what we were doing, but we thought this would be the perfect thing because it would drive Kyle crazy, mm-hmm. um, is to continue on in that vein. And we're going to talk about Aida, both of the Aidas. <laughs> Aida, mm-hmm. Aida.
0: Or the better version, which is... Celeste Aida. Whoa!
2: <laughs> Someone's blowing out microphones here. Yeah.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. My microphone's doing um, great. Great.
2: <laughs> great. I'm sure everybody listening really appreciated that. <laughs> um, so, for anybody who doesn't know, Verity wrote an opera called Aida in uh, 1871, and it premiered in Egypt on Christmas Eve. Um and as Naomi was talking about a second ago, off mic, um <laughs> it was supposed to open the Suez Canal, but that did not happen because uh there was a little something going on called the Franco Prussian War. So actually all the costumes for Aida got stuck in France and so they had to delay it. Wow. Um but it did open the new opera house in Cairo, right? That, I'm not sure. I just know that it was supposed to open the Suez
3: Canal. Let's just say it did. And talk about and it didn't.
0: Talk about your opera emergencies. We can't do the opera. The costumes are stuck in France.
2: I mean, <laughs> right? they could have done it in concert. I don't know what everybody's big problem is. Um, So, Aida. But they did use a different Verity Opera to open the Suez Canal.
3: I can't remember which one, but they were was like... Was it Rigoletto? I don't know, but it was like, well, we can't use this one, so
2: we'll just... Plop in another Verity and I'd say it was Attila.
0: That's so bizarre.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the worst opera ever written. Um, that's not true. No, this is the worst one. It's not great. Um, so Aida, one of the big old huge humongous humongous operas in the canon. It is the A in the ABCs of opera. Yeah, it I is. think the it Met is. the Met alone has done it like eleven hundred times. Yes, it's or something crazy. crazy like that. Wow. Um, it's a story. Of a princess. Yes. And another princess.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a tale of two princesses.
2: A tale of two princesses. And <laughs> the man that they love. <laughs> they
3: both love Prince Radames. Or is he a prince? No. No, he's like a general. He's an army general. He but is. But he's a general. very successful. He's a general. And one of the princesses is Egyptian, mm-hmm. Amaris. Mm-hmm.
0: A,
2: a mezzo. And Like a big old honker i'm a mezzo, <laughs> it's a big role. It's a big scene. A big I'm old just honker, saying. It's not like know. it's not like a someone who
3: sings Carabino. No, this is like Amneris. like people like Dolores Zagic and Olga Borodina and, and Anita no, Shili.
0: Ooh, like, good one, good one.
3: Yes,
2: thank you. And practicing that. Yes, it's most famous. Well, you know, like a lot of Verdi, it's got some tunes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Most famous for one a parade that usually has animals on stage. And everybody dies in a pyramid. Yes. Yeah. Buried alive, essentially. For love. For love.
3: And it's got some big well known numbers. Within like the first half an hour, Rodame sings this very difficult aria that Kyle began With his microphone <laughs> out on. Yeah. Celeste Aida. Right. Celeste it's a
0: box. Oh
2: Kyle.
0: <laughs> Something like that, right?
2: Yes. Yes. But, but I mean, we'll talk about it in greater detail. But some of you also might not know that there is another version of Aida written by Sir Elton John. Sir Elton John oh. with lyrics and Tim, by Rice. Tim Rice. Tim Rice. Tim Rice. Wow. Who did Aladdin, The Lion King, both of those, Little Mermaid? <laughs> one of the one of the or of
0: the Disney cartoon movies.
2: He did write the lyrics to Jesus Christ Superstar, the only Andrew Lloyd Webber musical that I can kind of stomach. Really? That's funny. That's Yes, probably. Have you
0: seen School of Rock?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, to be fair, I haven't. I have not. School of Rock is pretty fun. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It's a fun show.
0: If you like the film, you would like the musical.
2: Okay.
3: (laughs) Uh, It it was written in the year 2000. (laughs)
0: Oh, really? Yeah, for
3: some it reason. Premiered I would have thought it premiered on Broadway in the year 2000. Huh. Nope. And let's just say that, like Verdi's Aida, it was performed on Broadway
2: over a thousand times in its initial run. Wow. And yeah. it is a musical that I know the score for and I've never seen, but Naomi has seen it five times. Five times.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> so, that has to be so a record. I,
3: I think I have seen that musical. More than any other musical. More than any other (laughs) musical. And it is only because it was on tour in Toronto when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And my my dad, so my dad is a family doctor. Mm -hmm. And in Canada, there used to be, it's no longer this way. But um, pharmaceutical companies would try and like get doctors to listen to like little lectures about their newest medications that they were coming out with. Mm-hmm. And so there was this brief period of time where in order to incentivize doctors to come to these lectures about these new medications, they would be like, we'll pay for your dinner, we'll give you a little lecture while you're eating dinner, and then you can have tickets to go to the show after. Oh, that wow. shady. And And so then my dad thought this was so amazing because he was like free musical tickets like my daughter would love this and they're <laughs> like well you're supposed to bring your wife i'll prescribe right? any drug i'm sorry are they like dictating who you bring to this thing they, they tried but my dad was like oh my wife just can't do it but my daughter would love to come and she's in high school like she'll she'll be fine with the little like lecture <laughs> she'll be <behave>. on on, <laughs> she'll, on the medication or whatever and so and i guess people just didn't know what aida the musical was so the doctors and their wives are not very interested in going. And so we went once and I loved it. And then the the drug rep, like a week later, was like some of the other doctors and their wives bowed out because they didn't know what this was. Do you want to go again? And so this just happened many times. Wow. And I went <laughs> five
2: times. In so like you the nev- span of no one, one ever month. paid for it? No, I've never paid to see it. So pharmaceutical oh. companies... Fueled your love yes. of Aida, <laughs> the musical of <laughs> Sir Elton John and Tim Rice's Aida. Yes. Uh, yeah. And fun
0: fact. it's interesting. You know, I learned
3: a lot about heartburn medication. Right. So
0: <laughs> when you say that you, oh, God. when you say that you saw it five times, like I assumed that you must have like sought it out to see it in different places. But no, it was no, actually just in, in the, the same, same tour.
2: Wait, so this was in like the course of a week?
3: A
0: month.
2: Well, I think it was over
3: the course of a month of a month yeah oh, okay because it was there well, for like a six week run or something do like you that. remember oh, or a okay. couple of months do you
0: remember where you went for the dinner
3: well one Our one time we matter. went to this very chic restaurant in toronto called jump uh-huh. Ooh. yes I, and i remember that one because i had the lobster shepherd's pie and i thought it was the Whoa. most
0: exotic thing
3: i'd ever eaten oh it was actually really delicious oh my gosh
0: that sounds awesome like delicious and yeah. buttery and good
3: Yes. Another time it was at this Italian restaurant called Zambuca, and And I don't think... Wedgie, there. That, I don't remember.
0: It's extremely important. The only reason (laughs) I ask...
3: I don't remember what I ate for dinner, but I remember I tried caviar for the first time there. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, fancy. I thought it would be funny if they took you to...
3: I don't remember.
0: They took you to a restaurant to, like, have all this food that would incite heartburn
2: and then get you to take the
0: drug. Like, see... (laughs) Ex- that would it's extremely effective highly
2: illegal
3: right one time i remember we didn't have to go to the dinner they were just like please just take these tickets
0: wow um,
3: yeah because they want they had them and they wanted people to go and enjoy it um, did your
0: dad go with you each time
3: not every time um but almost every time nice so because if, especially if we had to go to like the The talk first he definitely had to be there right 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 basically all of my exposure to musicals in high school was through this method wow so i saw sweeney todd this way i saw um mama mia i saw the lion king this way oh my god (laughs)
0: have you retained any knowledge about these different drugs
3: yeah, yeah, the one on Heartburn I remember very clearly. The rest of them I don't remember. But today's
0: episode of Opera After Dark
3: <laughs> is brought to you by Nexium. Nexium.
0: Nexium, sending people yeah. to CIAEDE since that? the year two thousand.
3: <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's
0: too bad they All don't right. have that program for opera.
3: I know. That would be well, great. Well, it probably felt like that they, would be a harder a harder sell. sell. They definitely don't do that anymore. Hmm. It was a very sad day when those free tickets stopped coming in. So. <laughs>
0: when that well dried up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so. But
3: needless to say, I know this musical inside out and backwards because not only have I seen it more than any other musical live that i've ever seen i also saw it when i was in high school again which was a very impressionable time for me sure and i became obsessed with it and i saw this musical before i even knew that verity wrote an opera on it because when i was in high school i was like what is opera um i mean this was your intro i was with you this was for me the gateway drug to opera What? look at
2: that full circle we're also talking earlier that since we already talked about rent and now we're talking about Aida, we're basically like cycling through Adam Pascal's career. Yes. <laughs> mm, fair enough. Roger and then Rodimus. And Roger and Rodimus. <laughs> yes. Oh, is
0: that who he, he played? Rodimus? Oh, that's funny. Yes, yes.
2: Rodimus. Yes. Right. He was
3: in the original Broadway cast and recording. Right. Yeah. Um, for both rent and Aida, that's so he lived funny. Because I'm just, lives. He's not I'm dead. I mean, you know, I'm imaginin- he lives a very elaborate life.
0: <laughs> I'm imagining him singing the opera Rodimus. and it's mm-hmm. it's pretty funny in my mind.
2: I think it'd have to be lower, mm-hmm.
0: right? Exactly. Imagine.
2: But anywho,
3: let's just sort of jump right into it, right? So similar to how we did. Rent versus Bohem. We're going to compare the stories, the music, mm-hmm. and also similar to these two works, a lot of the musical numbers have parallel dramatic themes or moments. Not all of them, but a okay. lot of them. I
0: just want to say so, that 50% yes. of the music that I know from the musical Aida, I know from recording this podcast.
2: So you know two songs? <laughs> yep,
0: pretty much. The, the other one that I had previously knew was... Dress has always been my strongest suit I would
1: rather wear a barrel than conservative apparel For dress has always been my strongest suit
2: Ballad. Uh, and I the big th- think Sorry, yeah. I yes, think we'll that's it. it. All right. Well, let's jump right okay. in. Okay. All right. So the opera opens um, with Rodimus, with a high priest of Egypt, and they're talking about how war with the Ethiopians seems like an inevitable thing. Mm-hmm. And Rodimus, because he's a army dude, well, I guess it's not a fair thing to say. Whatever. He's basically like dope let's fight these Ethiopians. Yes, he's like, I will be victorious for the glory of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Hells yeah. So he um, dreams of, like, great victories in battle because he's a famous young warrior, but he also dreams of Aida, who is an Ethiopian slave in the palace that he has fallen in love with, and that's when he sings... Um, Celeste Aida. Right. Which is basically... The Kyle aria that blows out the microphone. <laughs> yeah, we, basically, should, we should listen
0: to somebody like, else sing it.
2: Aida... You're so awesome,
3: You're heavenly so pretty. Aida. I dream of you. I eat, sleep, and breathe you. Cool. Fun fact about this aria: Yes, the very last note in the score, which is pretty high for a tenor, mm-hmm. Verdi wrote it that it's supposed to like decrescendo and then die away to nothing at the very end. Like, and I think the term in Italian that he uses is actually translates to like evaporate, like smoke. Wow. Um, however, Ooh. it's a very high note.
2: Right. So Has anyone ever done that? <laughs> every
3: tenor like on earth basically sings it like chest. I think it's a high C or close to a high C. So it's like chested mm-hmm. power, like crescendo to the end. And then the audience goes wild. But right. that's actually not how Verdi wrote it because if you did decrescendo and just fade away to nothing, I think audiences now would be like, can he, did he not, can he can not, not sing, sing it? it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, right.
2: but it's actually Boo. written in the score. That right. Way. Exactly. So let's listen to a little bit of that. Who should we listen to singing that? Kyle, since Kyle, it's your number. What do you, do you want? have a preference? Um, for a Fave tenor?
0: I don't. I, to be honest, the times that I've seen Aida, I haven't really loved the tenors, but I, I have heard a Pavarotti recording that I thought was good. It's just, anytime you hear somebody sing this this particular aria, it always sounds really schmaltzy. It may be unavoidable, but I think Pavarotti is our best bet.
2: Let's do it. Everybody in Egypt, Aida, is actually an Ethiopian princess. She's the captured daughter of the Ethiopian king. Oh, my God. How do I pronounce this guy's name? Emanazro. Emanazro. Whatever. Um, And he actually is invading Egypt because he wants his kid back. Fair. I think that's fair. But the musical starts in a museum, right? Yes. And so it's interesting because... A story within a story. Tell me of this framework. Yes the the singer who
3: plays amneris yes is sort of like a statue inside a glass encased box amongst all these other kind of glass enclosures where they have like artifacts from ancient egypt Mm -hmm. and then people are wandering around the museum and of course uh, in everyday clothes one of them happens to be the person who's later going to be seen to be aida one Mm -hmm. of them happens to be Adam Pascal slash Roda mm. And they like make eye contact and it's kind of like a, do I know you scenario? They love each other in a past life. Exactly. Ooh. And then Naris kind of opens the whole thing with this. She starts singing and then walks out of the glass enclosure to kind of set the stage for this idea that every story, tale, our memoir, every saga or romance, <sighs> every, or whether truth or fabricated, Um, whether planned or happenstance, basically, like, all of these stories have roots somewhere. Um, and there's, every love story has, is, like, rooted in something interesting about
2: two people. Ooh. So, is there, um, but then it basically follows... The same plot. Because this musical, they're not based on the same source material. The musical is based on the opera.
3: Yes. And so after Amneris kind of sets up this story within a story or this, like, museum framework, then um, her, she has this amazing, like, power recit where she sings, this is the story of a love that flourished in a time of hate, of lovers that no tyranny could separate Destiny ignited in the something I mean, of war. just do it. <laughs> I can bump a na 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 in an act of war. So she like <laughs> sets it up. And then that transitions into Radamaze's entrance, which is this number called Fortune Favors the Brave. And it's like all of the soldiers that... come in and they've, they have successfully conquered the Ethiopians in the most recent battle. Oh, okay. So is there-
2: Fortune um...
0: Favors the Brave. Something like that.
3: Is that what it sounds like? Sort of. Sure. It's like,
2: um, <laughs> fortune favors the brave. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there, um, is there a a song in the musical that sort of correlates with Celeste Aida? Like, there's their number for Radames in the beginning, being like, "Yeah, screw the Ethiopians, I love Aida." I don't think there's a Celeste Aida. Okay. Number. Okay. Um,
0: Aida. Yeah. Do You love me right. and mm-hmm. a <laughs> No,
3: you
2: have to do it to uh, an Elton John song.
3: There isn't an aria where he's just like musing about how amazing she is. He says to
0: right. Aida, You can tell everybody that this is your song. <laughs> this is
1: your song.
0: <laughs> I hope you don't mind. Cool. I hope you don't mind that I killed your people. <laughs> How wonderful life is when you're subduing Ethiopian. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um
0: does he know so that she's Ethiopian?
2: He knows that she's Ethiopian. Yeah, she's an Ethiopian slave. Uh, but he doesn't uh, know, but that, he doesn't she's know that she's a
0: princess.
2: Nobody know. nobody knows that she's a yeah. princess. I mean, obviously the Ethiopians know she's a princess. <laughs> and appara- apparently
3: like in the musical the reason that she is in the palace and not in a mine somewhere mm-hmm. is or like being forced into hard labor is because he fell in love with her kind of when they were bringing these slaves back to Egypt. Mm-hmm. And then he was
2: like, you, I'm going to save you. That is deeply problematic. Yes.
3: Yes.
0: So in the opera, you, I, not really so much anymore, but I feel like historically there have been. Like if the car- or the singer singing Aida is a white singer, that then they do like some kind of makeup to darken her skin. Yeah. Um. But luckily, that's like not something that's really done anymore. But in in any case, what I'm getting at is how is this handled in the musical? Is it something think... where it's typically a, a black actress or?
2: Yeah. Always. Oh,
0: yes. always. Okay. I
3: think Broadway. I think Broadway is much uh better about making sure that if you have a character right who is supposed to be of a certain cultural or ethnic heritage mm-hmm. that you cast a person who
2: right because I think race does not have to paint their skin in order to exactly and I think race in way. in in the in the story in the opera and the musical does play a big part in yes of it, it mm-hmm. does um so yeah. that the musical nobody's painting their skin, although right. aren't there people in it who are like, Have like gold paint on them or something. Am I making that up?
3: I don't remember. As like a fun fashion
2: thing. I'm
3: sure that some of the Amneris' ladies have like gold lame. Right. right, right. Because they're very fashionable. But um, typically, at least all the five times that I saw it, like all the Egyptians looked very white Mm -hmm. and the Ethiopian slaves definitely looked like they were. African American or people of color who I mean, were not putting on a costume to look that way.
2: I wonder if if and probably when this gets this musical gets revived, if that's what's gonna look like, or if the Egyptian characters are gonna
0: actually be Egyptian. Like, look
3: Egyptian. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Because I do remember thinking when I saw it, even though I didn't really understand all of these all the race dynamics that are a part of the industry and part of the story, I do remember thinking those people don't look Egyptian.
2: Right. Like uh, so, in the original Broadway cast, like Adam Pascal and Cherry Renee Scott are like very white and very blonde. Yes. Yes. Hmm. And I know that
3: in ancient Egypt, it was a sign of being royalty if for women to have very pale skin because it meant you did not work out in the sun. Right. And so they would do things in ancient Egypt to try and make keep their skin looking very pale and milky, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But um, it certainly did not match kind of what my in my mind in high school would have actually correlated to egyptian as like real egyptian culture it was more a I think attempting to make a strong contrast between the difference between those who were in power who were white people and those who were enslaved who were right. black so
2: and in the opera and i guess opera in, in general that's like a bigger conversation for another day mm-hmm. yes I feel, like, I feel op- like they that is less of a priority than finding right. people that can sing. But I feel like, again, that's a, like a much larger conversation mm-hmm. for a different day. And I don't know how, how much we want to get into into that. But
0: Yeah, it is certainly worth mentioning that that is a difficulty associated with the opera. And so I was interested on uh-huh. how it's handled in the musical.
3: Right. And interestingly, in the opera, they're very clear about... Aida being an Ethiopian slave in the musical, she's always referred to as coming from Nubia. Huh.
0: Hmm. Is that an actual place or is that like thick made up?
3: It was an actual, it was an actual place. Hmm. Nubia is the area in Southern. It is between, um, parts of Southern Egypt and then parts of central Sudan And it was an ancient African civilization. Um, It can be traced to as early as 2500 BC. Hmm. Um, And they were a cultural group that was in conflict with the other parts of Egypt. And so there are historical wars between the Egyptians and the Nubians. Um, And they also refer to that area... um, Today, the region that was Nubia is split between Egypt and Sudan, and um. But it seems like in classical Greek, the name Ethiopia was often used for that area.
0: Oh, so, interesting! Yes,
3: mm-hmm.
0: very interesting.
3: And they had their own; they had their own language, which was very different from Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that the Egyptians ended up conquering them for quite a period of time, or ruling
2: over them. Okay. Mm. So, Radames' song to Aida audience are just like, oh my god. Um, And then who walks in but the other female lead in this, Amneris, who is an Egyptian princess. Yeah. And um, the most important thing you need to know about Amneris is that she's got the hots for Radames. Radames is pretty on the fence about her. (laughs) Um, And she... Um, Amneris sees Radames looking at Aida when Aida comes in, and she knows that, like, something's up. And Aida is her romantic rival. What happens next in the opera um, is the Egyptian king comes in, and he's like, The Ethiopian king is marching on Egypt. War's happening. Let's go. Radames, the gods have decided that you're going to lead us, and Radames is like, Fuck yeah. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah. So
2: he goes and he goes in the temple to like prepare himself to leave, you know, Egypt into war and he's like, "Yes, this is awesome." No real thought for the love, the love of his life. Right. No, one can see that I'm air quoting over mm-hmm. here, right? So everybody leaves and Aida's alone in like the great hall and she's like, "Shit. Yes. I'm conflicted."
3: She sings this amazing aria, "Ritorna vincitor." Everyone's singing or and exulting about you know egypt needs to return victorious and here i am that their victory means the death of my people right and she's essentially saying my beloved's victory is
2: my people's pain right so let's listen to the greatest aida ever leontine price singing some of that <laughs> Okay. so in the musical that is also basically what happens and then is there a correlating she like, sings big this old number
3: she doesn't sing an aria that is quite the same because the events don't unfold
2: exactly in that manner and so because in the opera they do that and then the next scene is like everyone's praying and celebrating and they march off to war end of the first act in the musical yes
3: There is a moment where you get introduced to Amneris that we should really cover because it leads to her big number, My Strongest Suit. This is also bound up in a moment where, basically, Radames is commanded to go off to war and then um, Aida kind of implores him to help her people and not to hurt them in the musical. And so this leads to their confession of love to one another at the very end of the act which is (gasps) let's just listen to it everyone shut up we all lead such
4: elaborate lives wild ambitions in our sights how an affair The heart survives Days upon And hurried nights Seems quite unbelievable to me I don't want to live like that Seems quite unbelievable to me I don't want a love like that I just want our time to be Slower and gentler Wiser We all live in extravagant times Playing games we can not win Unintended emotional cries I'm so tired of all we're going through I don't want to live like that I'm so tired of all we're going through I don't want to love like that I just want to be with you Now and forever Peaceful, true May not be the moment to tell you face to face, but I could wait forever for the perfect time.
0: It sounds like
1: this. <laughs> we <hung in laughs> all
3: live in We do know what words are true. Alright, so following this epic, amazing number in the musical, this is when it is announced that Emma has been captured. Yes. And then... Um, that is when Aida sings this number with um, the uh, she's kind of gathered around all the other um, slaves and she sings a number called the God's Love Nubia that is a pretty fantastic finale to act one. And so it's not exactly the same sentiment as Return of Inchitor, but it is kind of like an ode to her country in sure. a way. And it's, she sings the well, main part, but is, it's a huge kind of uh, chorus finale as well to the end of Act One.
2: So we'll listen to that, but I think The Gods Love Nubia probably is more like opatra mia. Right? Yes, it
3: maps to a different part of the opera.
2: Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. But let's listen to The Gods Love Nubia. Yep. And the Gods Love
1: Nubia. The beautiful The golden, the radiant, the fertile, the gentle, and the blessed The pain of Nubia is only of the moment The desolate, the suffering, the plunder, the oppressed The gods love Nubia, their glorious creation the songs roll sweetly across the harvest plain. The tears of Nubia, a passing apparition, they wash into the river and never cried again. The gods of Nubia,
2: we had
1: to keep believing. The scattered
0: Oh, Nubia.
2: <laughs> oh, God. God. All right. Anyway, so in the opera, um, uh, not surprisingly, uh, Ethiopia falls to Egypt and Radimus comes back in, leading all of these Ethiopian uh, soldiers um, in chains.
1: More or and or
2: less, Aida sees C- Caesar mm-hmm. dad. More or less in chains. Um, Aida sees her dad and she goes rushing to him and she's like, Don't tell anybody who you are. Um, and so her dad tells the king of Egypt that um, the Ethiopian king was slain in battle. Nice. Um, and the Egyptian king is like, Rodimus, awesome. Well done. You're blessed by the gods. Well done. You can have anything that you want. So Amneris is like, Oh, he's going to like. He wants me. Dumb man, that we're going to get married and it's going to be awesome. And then Rodimus says to the king, um, he asks him to spare the lives of all the prisoners and to set th- to set them free.
0: Wow.
2: And because the Egyptian king was like, whatever you want, I'll do. He's kind of like backed into a hole here.
3: Big move. Um,
2: and he, he does this. And then the king declares that Rodimus, because he has no male heir, is going to succeed him on the throne. And he's going to marry Aneris. Nice. Yes. So in the musical, there's only a few different
3: details in that in the way in which Amneris and Radames come together. Yes, Radames is successful in battle, and this gets the attention of the Pharaoh. um, But apparently, and this is a fact I totally missed when I was watching the musical um, five times. Five times. (laughs) Um, Apparently. Radames' father who's kind of like a servant of the Pharaoh has been slowly poisoning the Pharaoh Dang. so that does not happen in the opera I don't think right does no. not happen in the opera but he's been slowly poisoning him so that uh, Radamaze's ascent to the throne will happen faster so oh, and then there is a banquet where Amneris and Radamaze are told by the Pharaoh that um, they they are getting married and that's the plan mm-hmm. um, but I totally missed the whole like poisoning undertone when i saw it oh no all those many times and ramesses is not aware that his father has been poisoning the pharaoh also
0: so in the in the opera this whole thing is this the end of act 2 uh,
2: almost the act almost. the act 2 ends um with basically all of the ethiopians getting set free except for aida and her dad who are sort of kept as hostages to ensure that the Ethiopians don't,
0: right, like
2: come back and try like mm-hmm. avenge their defeat. Mm-hmm. That's how the second act ends.
0: How many acts are in the musical?
2: Only two, right? Fair and enough. there, are, there are four, four in, the in the
3: opera, right? Yeah. So in the musical, Act Two opens with this interesting trio where it's Amneris, Radames, and Aida who are all singing about all their conflicted emotions and conflicted loyalties. And, um, Amneris is afraid that Rodames doesn't love her. Um, Rodimace, he doesn't, and he doesn't, uh, Rodimace worries that, um, pursuing a life with Aida means that his whole life will change in a way that he can't predict, which mm, obviously it will. But. Um, <laughs> and- true. Mm-hmm. And Aida is afraid that by loving Radame she is betraying her people.
2: Kind of. <laughs> kind
3: of. They sing all about that. And Gosh, these, then these
0: people lead such elaborate lives.
3: They do. <gasps> reprise. <laughs> we all
1: live.
3: Such <laughs> elaborate is lives.
0: Is there a reprise in the musical? <laughs> yes, there is. There is. Yes. <laughs> Of course, there is.
2: He knows a hit when he hears it, right? Yeah, he's like, we're gonna have this happen twice.
0: Okay, so where do we go from all of
3: this confliction? All of this confliction leads to Aida basically bribing her way into her father's prison cell, Mm. and so that she can start hatching a plan to escape. Which has a sort of parallel moment in the opera
2: because... Right. In the opera, what happens is, um, so it's basically the eve of, like, Amneris and Radame's wedding. Yeah. Um, and um, Aida's dad goes to her and he says, so Radames is in love with you. I need you to, like, figure out what his next move is in battle. Yeah. So we can mm-hmm. sort of overtake them. So Radames comes to Aida and her dad is like hiding behind a rock, and he basically tells her like what the game plan is. But then he tells her, you know, I don't love Amneris. I love you. I promise that I'm going to marry you. Let's leave now, and we'll flee somewhere and we'll we'll live our lives together. And then basically Aida's dad comes out and says, not only am I Aida's dad, I'm the king of Ethiopia. And so and I know your Rademais plan. Is like, Stan? I don't know your plan. Rodimus is like, oh, shit. And then he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Aida is a princess. And so obviously he feels mighty betrayed. Mm-hmm.
0: Doesn't So when all of this happens and they find out, doesn't somebody like pop out like Amneris or somebody's like, gotcha, bitches?
2: No, it's her dad. And then Amneris um, shows up. She sees Rodimus with Aida and Aida's dad. Right. And she's like, what the fuck's going on? Um, And she calls for the guards and there's this big old fight uh, because Aida's dad is going to be like, Amneris, I'm going to kill you and all this kind of stuff. And Radames disarms him and then he's like, Aida, you've got to run with your dad. So they sort of uh, flee. And then Radames uh, surrenders himself to the guards basically as a traitor.
0: Yeah. And wasn't it it was before this that Aida sang O Patria Mia?
2: Yes, "O patria mia" happens before that, um, which is sort of like "The Gods Love Nubia," but like the nineteenth-century Italian opera version of right. that. Um, it's super famous. It's difficult. It's real fucking difficult.
3: It is. She's sort of lamenting that she might never see her homeland again. Right. "O
2: patria mia" means like, "Oh my country." Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my beloved, my beloved home, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I think we should listen to Leontine Price.
3: Naturally. Naturally.
2: Aida, the role is sung by this uh this woman named Heather Headley, mm-hmm. um, who is amazing and incredible. I think she was in the color purple when they revived it and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And she won a Tony Award. For this? For this. She's amazing. Because her voice is like gold. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving
3: on. So in the so, musical, what so happens the, with that? In the musical, with this whole scene, Aida bribes her way into the cell to talk with her father. Her father, uh, essentially tries to encourage her to do the same thing that in order to save her people, she has to betray Radames. And then Aida sings this big aria um, called easy as life, where she's basically trying to convince herself that doing this will be easy. And I think it's in this part of the, the scene or in this part of the musical where you get the very, uh, well, I was going to say very famous, but its I don't know. If very is, famous to Naomi. Very famous to me. <laughs> Naomi, um, famous. Naomi famous. Naomi famous. The moment where um the other Nubian people are around her and they're like, Aida, Aida, all we yes. ask of you is a lifetime of courage, wisdom, but to ask more would be selfish, but nothing less will do. And they're like trying to encourage her to... That she has to do this. for her she has to do this. For country. Yeah. Right. And then uh, while that's happening, um, Rodimais' dad finds out that he's in love with Aida. Rodimais' dad is not a character in the <laughs> opera. No. Um, the dad that's poisoning the pharaoh. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. right. He, that guy. He... Confronts Radames about this, and uh he's like, Oh no, you are not gonna fall in love with Aida, you are going to marry Amneris. It's like too late, Dad.
1: <laughs> yeah, dad. <laughs> and stop. Essentially,
3: Yes. Dad, stop. Stop. <laughs> and so then his father orders his minions, I guess, <laughs> to <laughs> find find Aida and kill her. Oh, oh,
0: God.
3: Shit. Yes, and so What a departure from the plot. Right. And So Aida is still in the Nubian camp, and she receives this letter from Rodimase saying, I'm so sorry that when your dad was captured, I appeared heartless and cold, Um, essentially apologizing for, you know, not being more sensitive um, to this, which is what Rodimase in the opera should have done, but didn't. Mm.
0: Character is evolving. Everyone's
3: an idiot, and they all die. (laughs) <laughs> right. Surprise. So then in the letter, Radamaze is like, um, I'm calling off the wedding. And so,
2: so I can be with you. Well, in the opera, he does say that. but He, he does. does. It, he does it in person, which I think is a little bit better. Right. Than sending someone a letter.
3: And then, and then Rademais actually comes to her. They kind of meet in secret. And in the musical, Aida concocts a plan with her father that, they're going to escape during the wedding. Rodimais' and heiress's wedding. Oh, I hear it. Yeah. And so then when Rodimais is like, I'm calling off the wedding, she's like, oh, no, our plan. <laughs> like, so then she she meets up with Rodimais because they've decided to say their like, last farewell. And she basically is there to tell him that they can never meet again. Wow, good for <laughs> I her. I just realized that's the first line of their, their song. I am here to tell you mm. we can never meet again. Never. Simple really, isn't
2: it? Isn't it? A word or two and then... Good for Aida Nine.
0: for putting like, her family and her country in front of just some dude.
3: So then they sing perhaps the second most... Popular duet from this musical, "Elaborate Lives Too." Colon,
2: <laughs> written in the stars. Written in the stars.
0: We are written in the stars.
2: And apparently, there's Not a famous quite. version sung by Elton John and Leanne Rimes. Oh, Let's nice. listen to some of that. Yes. Let's listen.
0: I didn't know if we would ever have Elton John and Leanne Rimes on Opera After Dark, but I'm so happy that it happened. Was
2: that was that your dream? Uh, I'm a your secret. Dream? I do
0: enjoy Elton John quite a bit.
2: Your secret passion? Do you remember the Michael Bolton album that came out like in 2000 or something? Um, I can't
0: say that I do.
2: <laughs> 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 Wait for me to finish. Um, called My Secret Passion, and it's literally Michael Bolton singing opera.
0: Oh, right, yeah. right.
2: Like, in the style of Michael Bolton. Right. Wow. We
0: should do a whole episode on that.
3: Okay, so this amazing duet, Elaborate Lives, no, Take Two, Written, written, written in the, written in the stars, stars. Amneris has overheard this whole thing. Oh, she Oh, sneaky. Yes. And so then she comes out and she's like, I know the truth and it mocks me. And it's gone just a little too far. That's what she says. Yeah. Nice. Something like that. So then, at this moment, Rhaemeis and Neris is preparing for the wedding. Right. Even though she knows that Rhaemeis has betrayed Come her. Come on,
0: right. lady, and have some self-respect.
3: Fair. She she holds her own at the end of this. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Um. And then Radamaze has basically helped Aida and her father get to the docks nice. in order to escape and i think they're all going to escape together and then this is when he finds out that aida's a princess in mm-hmm. the musical and he's like what mm. um he's upset that aida hid this from him come um, on dude and then you she's killed like, a bunch
2: of her of her countrymen
3: i know and then she's like Well, I never actually lied to you. You never asked. You never asked. Never asked. You never asked
2: anything about me. You just saw me, and you were like, "That one seems exotic." (laughs) You know I'm right. You know I'm right. She's like, "But, but the fact that
3: I loved you—that was real. That was always real. I never lied about that."
1: Ooh. Um, so then, what happens at the docks? So, they can't just get away. So then,
3: then, there's like they're fighting and they draw attention. And there's a brawl, and uh, Emanazro does escape, but Aida stays with Radames, basically, and they get captured. Oh great! Um, and they're arrested. They are both arrested for treason, which is right. also where this departs from the opera. In the opera, Aida oh. is never captured.
2: She actually begins to flee with her father, but. Yeah. Right. So, um where we left, where we left our intrepid lovers, um Radames has turned himself in as a traitor This is in the and, um, This is in the
0: opera. He,
2: in the opera. Yeah. So he goes up in front of the the high priest and they um like you're guilty, you're terrible and Radames doesn't deny it and amneris is there and she's like he's innocent, this is all a big misunderstanding. I love him da da da, da. Radames say something. He just stays silent. So they're like we're condemning you to death by being buried alive in the bottom of a motherfucking pyramid. This is, and he's like, I, it, I will take this. Go on. Well, I was going to say,
0: it's one of it's one of my favorite parts of the opera because it makes me laugh. And that this scene, I mean, it's not a short opera. And usually by this point, nope. there's already been like two intermissions, right? Something like that. Yep. And so at this point, you're like, okay, well, we're, let's let's just move it along. And they do this scene in front of like the high priest. And like three times in a row, they're like, Radames, you're super guilty, yada yada yada. Radames, Radames.
2: <laughs> like we know what his name and is, then
0: he, and then nothing happens, and then like one more time, he goes, Radames, you're really effing guilty. Like, don't you have anything to say, Radames?
2: <laughs>
0: it's too Basically. good. It's too funny, and he never says anything and so right then so he yeah. he's
2: like i'm going to be buried alive in a pyramid but i take comfort in knowing that hopefully aida is safe somewhere so, uh,
0: <laughs> no comfort <laughs> for cut, you cut to
2: pyramid cut to pyramid right so he's in there and he's like aida i love you i always love you and then he hears a side he's like what the fuck <laughs> um and what happened is aida hid herself in the pyramid She was like, no, 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 I'm not going to go, you know, with my family and live to fight another day. I'm going to also die in this pyramid (laughs) with you, man (laughs) that I love. And then they just take forever to die. They do. So she oh actually my gosh. like, and they die in the opera. They she sneaks into the tomb. So he,
3: Rodomay's, never knows until he's actually in there that she's in there. That with she's him. already in
2: there, and they can't get out. Door shut. The end. And so they just like embrace each other and wait to die. They
3: embrace each other and they sing a really beautiful duet, "O Terra Adio," which is like goodbye to the to the world, to the world, <laughs> <to> the earth. <laughs> we die here together. At least we die in love together instead of apart.
2: That's true. And then Amneris is outside the pyramid being like, oh, woe is me, this is terrible. She's literally <laughs> right like wailing couch. on top of the... On top of the pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> on top of the point of the pyramid. So, and that's pretty much how it ends. That's how the opera ends. Right. They die, the end. What about the musical? Opera, opera over. So the musical, they're,
3: because both Aida and Radames are arrested, they're both at the trial. Right. Right. And at this point, Amneris is like, there's no hope for saving Radamaze. So she's like, you know what? I'm going to be Pharaoh. And she like st- steps up to oh, nice. Good for her. step into the role of Pharaoh. I I'm guessing that her father is just like so ill from the poison or dead at this point that he can't actually, right. You know, fulfill his Royal duties. And so his daughter steps in and then, uh, at the trial, Amneris basically says, like, Radames, I still love you despite everything. What? Yeah, and then but she... The does not like you. I know, but it's the same in the opera. She still loves him, and I she's, know. like, wailing on top of the tune, right? <laughs> and, and then she turns to Aida, and a little plot point that we kind of skipped over was that Aida and Amneris become friends.
2: Well, well sort I wouldn't of, call like... friends because the power dynamic is very weird. Yes. Right. But... Competent Because Amneris doesn't have anybody to talk to.
3: Right. Amneris has no one to talk to. She finds it easy to talk to Aida. And in the musical they have a little moment where Amneris is like, This is funny. Why is it so easy for me to talk to you? And by this point we're like this as well. (laughs) Yes, we all know it's because they're
2: both princesses. Right. (laughs) We have similar life experiences. It's because we are both
0: princesses, my dear.
2: (laughs) Yes.
3: But so Emneris at the trial says, I love you, Radames. I always will. And she looks at Aida and she's like, but I also feel affection for you, too. So instead of punishing you both separately, I'm going to condemn you both to die together in the tomb.
1: Oh. so
3: <laughs> Yes. Kind. Thank you. Yes. So then facing death, Aida and Radames are in the tomb together and they look at each other. And what do they do? They sing.
2: Elaborate lives, too
3: we all live such elaborate lives elaborate lives one the reprise shouldn't they Uh, oh no i thought the. okay
0: shouldn't they be singing several
3: times reprise four
0: at this point they should be singing (laughs) we all lived
3: lived (laughs) (laughs) yes
2: hey oh hey oh
3: um and but that's actually not the i don't think that's the last thing they sing they actually as they are breathing their last breaths and seeing the last little sliver of light and air because it actually, like, the stage gets darker and darker as, like, the mm-hmm. stone is rolled in front of their tomb or whatever. And so they they reprise a little bit of a earlier love duet that's not really a full-blown duet, but kind of like a recitative duet mm-hmm. called Enchantment Passing Through. Oh. Um, so that's what they sing as the... as they are on their dying breaths. And then but that's not the actual end of the uh, of the musical because we have to go back to the museum remember yes so um then the scene moves back to the museum where amneris um statue amneris statue amneris reveals that their deaths radames and aida um gave birth to a time of peace between Egypt and Nubia. Mm. So um it was not all for naught. Like they accomplished something good beyond themselves um in this. And then you get the impression that the two strangers that are walking around the museum looking like at each other. The reincarnated Yeah, the reincarnated lovers that meet again in another
2: life. So it ends hopefully. It does and it <laughs> we they bring back meet the
0: beginning in another life. <laughs>
2: yes.
3: And it ends the whole musical ends with a reprise of that opening number. Every story is a love story, like tale or memoir, every saga or romance. So you kind of tie right back to the first music that you heard.
0: Well, now we've come to the moment of truth, Naomi. <laughs> oh, and <no>. that is <laughs> Much like Radames, you must choose which you love more <sighs> opera or musical.
3: That is an impossible choice.
2: Well, we
0: all lead such elaborate lives, Naomi.
3: Mm-hmm. I know. Things are complicated.
2: Before you make that decision, would you like to hear Michael Bolton sing Chaleste Aida? Oh, yes, please. God. <laughs>
0: Must <laughs> he
3: really wants me to answer this question. Um, I think that my answer is going to be very similar to my answer to this question on the episode Rent versus La Bohème. Mm. Aida the musical has an irreplaceable place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, it can never, my love for it can never be eclipsed because it hit me at that time as a teenager where it was just so angsty and spoke to me on that dramatic musical level that you just think is like the be all and end all when you're in high school. Right. So similar to Rent, I don't really listen to the soundtrack for Aida the Musical often these days. I feel like Elspeth and I sing it sometimes. Sometimes. Um, hey, <laughs> hey, lot. come on. Um <laughs> But it's it's mainly because in that particular situation that we're in, there's other people involved that know the musical. And one of our co-workers also worked um, crew for that musical or in the theater that was producing that musical on Broadway when it was on Broadway. And so she has lots of stories nice. and about working the Aida musical. And so it perhaps comes up in daily conversation more than Rent, but... It's still one of those things. It's just like I love it in a very nostalgic way. So you think
2: musical over the opera? I think that I. No, don't think. Yeah, about you it. chose Naomi. What it's, is your We gut can say? all hear
0: it. We can all hear it.
1: I we think, know
3: what you're gonna say. I think that it is one of my top all-time favorite musicals. Aida the opera is not one of my top all-time favorite operas.
0: There you have so. it, everyone.
3: There you have
0: it. <laughs> we never thought it would happen, but
3: oh, Naomi on. has t- turned... I don't love every opera. She's turned
0: her back on her opera-loving people.
3: I have not.
0: It's fine. It's cool.
3: I like the opera.
0: I know. Just giving you a hard time, Naomi. It sounds I like a good musical. I like musical. the opera. I need to go listen or watch the musical the if it's ever possible. Is there a recording I available? I YouTube? Oh, it's just on oh, YouTube? There's certainly yeah.
3: recordings available, but the recording is available. I'm still waiting for the Broadway revival and I don't think it will ever come.
2: It might. Hmm. It might. I don't know.
0: Well, in the meantime, now we've had this wonderful comparison between Almost the
2: I'm two. Mentioned. Oh. No one asked me which one I like better. Elspeth? I want I want to know. You haven't seen it staged live, the musical. No, I'm just going to say the musical, the opera's so long. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You just wanted an excuse to to say that it's not your favorite opera. I
2: did. It's not my favorite opera. It's so long, but there are horses in it. Right.
0: It is a cool spectacle. Contrary
2: to popular belief, the Mets production of Aida does not have elephants in it. <laughs> People think that? Yes.
0: Wait, doesn't okay. it just an have horses? Seems like
2: they're um, just
3: um, they're just horses. Right, not even
0: camels. It's still
2: impressive. Like such
3: a hard animal to bring into the Met, an elephant. Like that's yeah, it extreme. would be
2: Have to reinforce. You were telling the floor. me some
3: some some impressive. fun facts about the horses though the other day. That's
2: no one's business. Oh, that's secret business. Secret horse business. <laughs> secret horse business. <laughs>
0: Well, we're going to spend the rest of the evening listening to Michael Bolton, my passion.
2: <laughs> I just want everybody to hear the high notes. Coming
3: wait for it people. I <laughs>
2: So look, here's the thing. <laughs> that is in the actual key, and he does hit it.
0: He does. It's he does. not
2: that bad. It's cool, Michael Bolton. And he does hold it for a while. Cool. He does diminuendo. It doesn't evaporate into smoke. But who's done? As much as right. some of
0: these crossovers make us cringe, there is some positive aspects in that. I'm sure a lot of people yeah, found out about it. opera because of Michael Bolton.
2: Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think that's a lovely
3: thought though it is a beautiful <laughs> thought well why,
0: why don't we wrap this up
3: <laughs> yes so i can confidently say now that yes i think i love the musical more than the opera Elspeth also loves the musical more than the opera Kyle. i'm gonna
0: vote for the opera because i haven't seen the musical somebody's got it right great. somebody's got to stand up for their patria mia
3: fine, fine. <laughs> okay <laughs> you just like the tenor role right you like all the tenderness. No, I want I want to be the high priest. All the easiest. You want to be the easiest. Radames. Yeah, easiest Radames. Easiest role
0: ever. <laughs> Radames. You need to learn one word. Radames. 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 What's my name? <laughs> <laughs> well folks, uh if you want to see some cool clips of the opera and or musical, make sure you go to operaafterdark.com. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. Uh, a really nice mm-hmm. one with five stars. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Uh, in the meantime, you can definitely find us on social media.
3: I'm Naomi. I'm Elspeth. And
0: I'm Kyle. See you next week. We
1: all need such